Ready? Yeah, we're going to like clap or some shit. Let's do our count to 10. So <laughs> fucking hell. Do we have to? It, <laughs> it makes it easier for me. It makes okay. my job easy. Okay. Okay. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Nice. That was so smooth. That was really good. See, well, you have other assholes on the show. It makes <laughs> it easier for us. It's only right that on our tenth episode we managed to count to ten. <laughs> yeah, we actually had to learn to count to ten <laughs> for this episode. Hi everybody and welcome to a very special episode of the uh, pronoun. I'm gonna run that again. A very special episode of the pronouns. What the fuck? <laughs> special pronouns. Keeping up with the pronouns. <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to episode 10 of Pronouns in Bio and here in the studio we are feeling pretty bi-furious <laughs> because we've got a... what have we got today, Ree? We're doing a special episode on, I guess, cars? Despite neither of us really being car people. Yeah, neither of us can drive. No. I can like half drive. I've never had a lesson and I just simply refuse. So we're coming at it from that expert opinion. I also want to clarify that this is going to be our sexiest episode, partially because we are talking about rippling like landmass sized hunks, smashing their cars into each other, which despite <laughs> the fact that I don't know anything about cars, I do know is very, very sexy. Mm-hmm. But also because it is an absolute steamer of a day here in Norwich and we've had to shut ourselves in sweaty little boxes in our skivvies to record and so in that sense it's gonna get pretty toasty. Yeah I'm sitting in a tank top and my pants and like sweat is dripping down the inside of my arm right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's that mental image for you. (laughs) That's not even like you know behind a paywall on the Patreon you can have that for free. Yeah I was gonna say Patreon hitting one million. (laughs) (laughs) we actually came quite organically well we came quite organically to this idea they put a new Fast and the Furious movie out Mm. insofar as that's organic it's organic but you might think it was an unusual idea for us to pick up because historically there is a problematic relationship between gay people and driving Mm -hmm. in that gay people can't drive right yeah we simply can't we just can't I've personally never seen a gay person drive a car. I will say, I think there is an exception here of, like, butch lesbians. Like, butch lesbians can drive. Yeah, but only trucks to each other's houses to pick up their things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've no- <laughs> You show, show me a butch lesbian in a nice, affordable hatchback. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, butch lesbians. <laughs> I actually... We got a message the other day from... Uh... A friend of a of a viewer. What do we call people who watch us in the audio medium? You always get that wrong. You always like you always refer to our listeners as like viewers. Uh, listeners. It was listeners though. We had a message from a friend of a listener the other day on Instagram saying <laughs> that their friend is a he him lesbian and had listened to our first episode on John Wick, which if you've not listened to yet, you should go to because that. <laughs> You know, we can now count to ten, so you're letting the team down if you can't count to ten. <laughs> and that they signed off on it, which is um, good. I'm so pleased. Yeah. It was a relief, right? Because it was really it's bold of us to go into episode one of our gay podcast just, like, shitting all over an entire <laughs> gender identity. I don't think we shat on them. And that now well, we have proof not. that we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, has, it has just, imbo- it's clearly emboldened us. <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to be a he, him, lesbian. <laughs> I might put forward the controversial theory that he, him, lesbians can drive. I totally agree, yes. Yeah. We've redeemed ourselves by episode 10 by letting he, him, hesb- lesbians have like, you know, they can have the cars and the driving. And to all of our gay friends who've given us lifts in the past or any gay <laughs> listeners out there who can drive, if you're not a he, him, lesbian, then I suggest you take some time for soul searching. Yeah, I suggest you stop driving immediately. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drive, drive or convert. <laughs> there are two options. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real trans agenda. Which is like, <laughs> become a he him lesbian or get off the road. <laughs> Oh my god, I can really see that being one of those like t-shirts that get flogged on Facebook with like yeah. the terrible fonts. <laughs> I'm imagining what yeah, all the fonts and it's just like I'm a he him lesbian. I was born in October. My truck is my best friend. <laughs> Next Patreon subscriber we get uh, mm. after this episode releases, I will make you that shirt and send it to you. <laughs> Yeah, this episode came about because it was date night with me and my partner and we wanted to go and see a movie and things are a bit bleak at the cinema nowadays, people. Like, there isn't really that much choice because there haven't been that many movies that have been able to be made in the last year and a half. And so Fast and the Furious is one of the movies that we could go go and see and bearing in mind, like, I haven't seen the other films I may have seen some of the first one at some point when I was like feeling pretty unwell and hungover. So I just don't really remember anything about it. And from what I understand, like the first movie is nothing like the later movies. Mm. So yeah, I just kind of agreed to it. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm sure it'll be fun. And it was incredibly good. And I really rate it. And I, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So the first movie is literally sometimes shot for shot, a remake of Point Break. I've heard that it's kind of a point break like homage and then the ninth movie is also a remake of point break <laughs> but just with slightly more liberties and if point break was set in space yes or they go to space at least yes because they do that in the ninth film and it's wonderful it's amazing isn't it that they've managed to I think the the only other franchise that's achieved this level of escalation for so long is something like the Halloween movies. Is that the one with Jason? Which is the one with Jason? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th movies, yeah. Yeah. Only they have achieved the same level of escalation. And even then, I don't think they went to space until movie 10. So Fast and the Furious is outrunning them. <laughs> one step ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like speaking to you after it and you were like, their commitment to using cars for things that didn't need cars is so outstanding. Yeah, like every single problem, every single dramatic tension is solved in the movie with cars, even if cars should not be the, the vehicle for like resolution, you know? Like it doesn't make any sense. Why do they always have to do it in cars? But you know, it looks sick and they do sick tricks. So it's, it's cool. Do you think that's one of the reasons gay people love it so much? That it's a kind of, like, it's an absolute commitment to the car bit, even when the car bit isn't appropriate. It's like car drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the same way that, you know, the, like, the broad side of gay culture is like, look, we've exaggerated femininity. Femininity wasn't supposed to look this way, but this is how femininity looks to us. Like, this is how you performing femininity looks to us and fast and the furious has just been like hold my beer like this is how you driving looks to us <laughs> i mean yeah I, I also think that gay people love it because it is like quite unabashedly homoerotic mm, mm. like there's been quite a lot of think pieces written about all of the movies past the fourth one i think where they kind of lean into the bromance side of things with like the main character yeah. I kind of was looking at like some other stuff that people had written about it. <laughs> and I haven't seen the fourth film, but there's a there's an article that says in Fast and Furious, the series fourth movie and the one that launched the franchise as we know it today, Vin Diesel and would-be love interest Gal Gadot prowl around a car in a dank garage, eyeing each other coquettishly. <clears throat> Are you one of those boys who prefers cars to women? She asks in her exquisite Israeli accent. He stares back hard and replies, I'm one of those boys who appreciates a fine body, regardless of the make. Like, come on. Come on, come on. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, that's the fourth fucking film. Like, yeah. like that's gotta be for, like, it's queer fans in the audience. Like, surely. 
Yeah. How the fuck else are you supposed to read that line? Like... Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess, like, it makes more sense for it to be, you know, a a bansexual... I very cautiously (laughs) went to be, like, bisexual, pansexual, and was like, bansexual, which now, (laughs) by the way, is the only word we're using for it. I know that we previously decided that we were cancelling pansexuals, but now we're cancelling bisexuals as well and bringing them both back for bansexual. <laughs> the official sexuality of Fast and the Furious 9. Anyway. Well, wouldn't it be vansexual? Vansexual! Fuck, right it was right there. <laughs> it's right there. Vansexual. <laughs> yeah, because like, it makes more sense for that to be Vin Diesel saying... I'm attracted to all genders than it does... Or I'm attracted to cars. Yeah, exactly! Because the, the other idea is that he's fucking the car. <laughs> he's fucking the cars, yeah. Which is like... I feel like more gay people like Fast and the Furious than like David Cronenberg's Crash. You know? I've never seen that. And I have seen Fast and the Furious, so therefore you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> David Cronenberg's like Crash favor. is Fast and the Furious if they were fucking the cars. Okay, okay. It's somehow, I mean, it's a good movie. It's objectively a good movie, but it's somehow so much less fun than that premise should be. In the first scene of the movie, in that's set like in the present day, it opens with Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez like living together on a farm in the middle of nowhere, raising like a small child who's clearly not theirs. And like having not seen any of the previous movies, I honestly just assumed in the first few minutes that Michelle Rodriguez's character was gay mm. because like, obviously. Yeah. And like, come on. And the kid was hers, but through like some sort of like tragic kill your gay style, like death of her mm. partner, like Vin Dieselwood has stepped in to help like raise the kid. And it actually turns out I was extremely close to the truth, but it, I had it the wrong way around in that like Vin Diesel had clearly had a rom- like if not a sexual then like a romantic relationship with Paul Walker's character mm. that's like the core bro pairing and like it then obviously like Paul Walker has passed away and so his character was written out of the movies and like Michelle was helping him raise their kid instead mm. Mm. it wasn't that far from the truth like mm. it really did seem like yeah, there was a few like touching moments where Paul Walker's character was remembered it really did seem like like Vin Diesel had lost his life partner, mm. like somehow. And then like throughout the movie, there were a few scenes where I was reminded that like Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel were supposed to be in like a hetero relationship. And it just felt really weird and like forced. It feels like bearding, doesn't it? Yeah, it just feels really weird. There was like a moment when they kissed each other and I was like, no, mm. like, ugh, that's, that doesn't, it's not right. So the right, macho like... version of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Elliot Page kiss in Inception. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> Because, like, with some of the homoeroticism in Fast and the Furious is, like, when they did that season of Are You the One where everyone was bisexual and you just had these, mm. like, titanic chads, like, mm-hmm. like clashing into each other like icebergs made of meat and just, like, this, like, <laughs> insane, powerful, aggressive sexual tension. And there's a lot of that going on. Like, there are meatbergs smacking into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's also, like, a tenderness to it that, like, almost defies the fact that Michelle Rodriguez is IRL bisexual. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it creates this world where, like, all of these chunky dudes are both, like, slamming their bodies into each other and also the bodies of their cars into each other. Mm Mm-hmm. But are also just, like, very tender underneath this... uh, this facade of exaggerated masculinity. Oh, it's like one of the most earnest franchises. Like they genuinely love each other and like they're never afraid to like show Mm. it. They are 100% loyal to each other. They love each other. Family is the most important thing ever. (laughs) It's really hard to be like cynical or take the piss out of them because it's just so heartfelt and earnest the whole time. And it's genuinely really heartwarming. For a movie about cars smashing into each other. Yeah, you know? I think that's kind of what keeps you coming back for more as the franchise goes it, on. Yeah. But even the spin-off they did, Hobbs and Shaw, which was literally just a vehicle for Jason Statham to be like, Oi, I can't believe you've smashed my car up. 
and The Rock to like pick him up and throw him through a window or something. And it still ended <laughs> with Jason Statham being like, oh, I can't believe I'm best friends with a yank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is heartwarming. Yeah. I, I highly recommend There's it. There's been a real trend on um, TikTok lately that I highly recommend you seek out of, I mean, what I, what I presume are fellow gay people they're doing show tunes on TikTok, so it seems it should be that way. But, uh, since Vin Diesel said on Twitter he'd love to do The Fast and the Furious the musical, doing pitches of what The Fast and the Furious the musical would look like. And the common oh theme... Oh my god, that would be amazing. Is, yeah, the common theme is Vin Diesel's character singing as he drives, but it always ends with the musical refrain of being fast and cars and so on and so forth, and at the end being like... <laughs> I hope I've got someone good on the passenger side. <laughs> and this isn't, this is a funny joke, but it also really adroitly ascertains what these movies are about. Yeah. This is like a slight turn, but I think we should address it. In the, okay. the Fast and the Furious started out, it wasn't always about going to space. And while no, there has no, always been not. a strong undercurrent of cars, Mm. Um, unlike cars that work differently, they did one in Tokyo Drift where the cars have like big asses or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the technical term. So they don't go around corners, right? Okay. You know, and then I'm they gonna, did another... I'm going to make a mental note to like watch that one next. Yeah, the... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the big ass cars. Yeah, Paul Walker goes to Tokyo and he tries to go in a race... But his ass is simply too his big. Ass is, his, his car's ass is too thick. <laughs> and the claps of his cheeks keep losing him the race. <laughs> and then there's like another one where they have a car that's, that like goes all the way down to the ground at the front. It drives under other cars. Which frankly, I don't know why they don't put on more cars. It seems like that would be a fun little way to spice up. I think it would solve like congestion problems yeah. in the city of London. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we could just simply drive under each other's cars, like yeah. problem solved. Yeah, exactly. Where were you going with this? The reason I bring this up is because they do kind of start to expand into other kinds of trains, planes and automobiles. And I wanted to bring up the fact that trans people really love trains. I can't remember if there's been any, like, serious train action in The Fast and the Furious. I think there might have been, like, a big railgun on a locomotive in Fast 7, Fast 8, something like that. I guess for understandable reasons, it's quite hard to do stunts with a train. What's that action movie where, like, the train won't stop and they have to stop the train? <laughs> that is literally the plot of the movie. I cannot give you a better description. The movie that. you're thinking of is Speed and It's a Bus. No, there's a train one. There's a train one. Uh, okay. They have to stop a train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's the, the, the train weren't unstoppable. What? Are you sure you're not thinking of Speed starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? I am not. I'm thinking of Unstoppable starring Denzel Washington and Chris Pine. Fuck. Why haven't I seen this movie? Yes. Yeah, it tells the story of a runaway freight train and the two men who attempt to stop it. Wow. So I guess, I mean, I've never seen Speed, but if Speed is about the same thing but on a buzz, then this movie is the same, just on a train. Yeah, I'm now, like, imagining, and I think I might actually not watch this movie so I can preserve this imagination, Denzel and Chris just, like, mm. looking at each other, being like, what's really made us unstoppable is our friendship. <laughs> and then they both, like, yeah, tear that... off their shirts and, like, leap off and they, like, pull the train like Spider-Man does in that movie. Yes, that's exactly what I happens. Thought it would be. I don't think you need to watch the movie. Yeah. yeah. Crazy that they're both trans icons now. <laughs> I, I want to say, I personally am a trans train lover. Not like a train spotter. I think I'm mm. saving that one for my slightly older age. I just think they're the most fantastic form of transport. Um, <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. Do you know, I really feel like it's something in my makeup. There is sort of a fact slash factoid that underlies this, which is that there's a much higher incidence, something like a 36% overlap either way, of trans people who are neurodivergent and neurodivergent people who are 
transgender. And neurodivergent is a very wide umbrella, but it comprises lots of different demographics who also really like trains for one reason mm -hmm. or another, which I'm sort of cautious to lean on too much because like it's a stereotype and I feel like it could be used harmfully. But also it is true, people be liking trains. And I, I, I <laughs> personally do also like trains and I can't explain why. I just love going on them. I like to be in the seat. I always thought I have a, such a good sleep when I'm on a train and you can look at the shit as it goes by. They are my preferred method of transportation because they're the only method of transportation that does not make me horrendously motion sick. That's really clutch. Like, I, I'm routinely embarrassed by the fact that at 28 years old, I still have to ask to sit in the front whenever we go anywhere in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same though with my, um, I get night terrors. I can't remember if we've talked about this before on the podcast. And whenever it comes up, I say whenever it comes up, like I don't bring it up constantly. <laughs> but whenever it comes up, I'm always just like, fuck me, this is like a child's disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like big scary dream. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can I sleep in your bed because I've had scary dreams? Literally, that's me. Like I'm there like, oh, oh I'm scared. And you're like, oh, I have to go in the front seat. <laughs> little wetties. Yeah. I don't have an answer to the train situation. I do just think Marge Simpson voice, they're neat. <laughs> I'm wondering if we should like maybe watch Unstoppable together and then make a pronouns in bio long form article about it. Like a train special. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. That. Yeah. Sign up for the Patreon and you'll see our uh, <laughs> special trains episode. <laughs> so the next section of our episode, as hopefully you'd know if you've listened to us at least ten times. <laughs> will be Gaze of Future Past. Gaze of Bada Bear. talks... Maybe instead of running the, like, funny little sound bite, I'll just do that this time. <laughs> like with the sound <laughs> effect as well. <laughs> with the echoey sound effect as well. <laughs> Tell us about Gaze of Future Past, Reed. Gaze of Future Past is a regular segment on the show where Cleo and I will try to convince the other and our guest, if we have one, that a figure, be it historical or fictional or real fucking life, is actually gay and or trans. Fantastic. First of all, a little glimpse into the behind the scenes planning of this week's Gay of Future Past. I texted Re. Do you have an idea for Gaze of Future Past this time? Um, because I've got one, but it's from a movie that I refuse to watch. And retexted back, no, do it. So, without further ado, my Gaze of Future Past is that the little red car from the movie Cars is a twink. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'd already decided that you were going to say that before I even heard you say it, which I think means that I'm already convinced. Yeah. <laughs> so before I start my argument, because I kind of need to benchmark this, have you seen the movie Cars? Yes, I have. Right. Okay. We should have done this the other way around. No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disney's Cars or Pixar's Cars. I couldn't tell you who made this movie. I think came it was Pixar. Sometime in the past <laughs> 20 years, maybe. Mm, um, yeah. It's about cars. I saw on some branding <laughs> once that they did a sequel called Planes, um, which they frankly did? strikes me as not very eco friendly. I don't think that was a sequel. I think that was like a standalone movie by a different studio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because they did Cars 2, which I presume was the fucking sequel to they Cars. They did Cars 2? Yeah. What? And it's oh. like, Cars 2 is like renowned for being like Pixar's worst movie ever made. Everyone loves to dick on it. I mean, you know, I, I personally can imagine. I've not seen it, but it would have been really hard to follow Cars 1. <laughs> okay, continue. I, I, I derailed us, but with my 
apparently bottomless Pixar fucking knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of a bottomless Pixar guy, this little red car. His name Mm -hmm. is some shit like Hot Rod, whatever, Hot Rod Lightning. No, he's named after, I think he's named after, no, he can't be named after Steve McQueen. That would be borderline offensive. I think it's Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. I don't know if that's true. Lightning McQueen. Do you think he is named after Steve McQueen? I, I think so. Isn't that quite offensive? Steve McQueen's the director, right? I'm going to take a little Google break. Did you say, did did you just say Steve McQueen, the director? Yeah, the British filmmaker. There's the racing driver, Steve McQueen. And then there's like the director, Glenn McQueen, who I think is what the little red car's named after. Who the fuck is Glenn McQueen? Steve McQueen made 12 Years a Slave. He's a race car driver, isn't he? (laughs) Pixar's cars, sort your fucking naming conventions out. Steve McQueen did not make 12 Years a Slave. Steve McQueen did make... I'm literally looking at it right now. He, I've got the well, tap I've tap. literally Googled Steve McQueen and it's coming up with born 1930, died 1980. Well, so. I'm looking at Steve McQueen. It says born 19 October 1969. He is known for his award-winning film, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, but like, that that Steve McQueen has nothing to do with this because the Steve McQueen that is like the the, the guy in the car... The white guy in the cars. He does like car movies in like the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Fucking Google Steve McQueen. I literally just did Google Steve McQueen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. So sake. when you Google Steve McQueen director, it comes up with a British filmmaker. Yes, the British filmmaker who made 12 Years a Slave, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if he did that. At least we've clarified that the little car from Cars is white. So, yeah, that's... oh, absolutely is, yeah, white for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. I do, that does, that does nothing for us. That does nothing. <laughs> okay, well, sorry, v- listeners, viewers, listeners, we regret to inform you that the little twink car is racist. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that that entire thing is going to be publicly available. <laughs> it's just... It's so embarrassing. If I'm gay and you're gay, (laughs) then who the fuck is Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) Steve McQueen is a made-up guy who drove cars, apparently. No, he's like really famous. (laughs) He can't be that famous if I know about the little red car from Cars, but I don't know about that motherfucker. Oh, God. I'm Steve McQueen and the little animated car with my likeness is more famous than me. (laughs) What a melt. Anyway, what did we say his name was? Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen, which sounds like a drag stage name, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a stage name. And he he's like this little, like, tight red sports car. He's clearly, like, <laughs> a hard body situation. I wouldn't even deign to look at any of the pictures of the other cars because that animation style repulses me. But the only <laughs> other one I've seen, besides the planes, which I'm reliably informed are from in a different movie entirely, <laughs> um, is, like, this big old truck who looks mm-hmm. more like a sort of bearish situation. So I'm guessing that this car is like the twink life phase of the cars. <laughs> the truck's called like Goober or something. Goober? <laughs> who the fuck made this film? Why well, do people ga- ga- do this? Goober or something? Goober. Why like... <laughs> oh, Mater. Mater. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, tell me the name. <laughs> tell me Goober's name. <laughs> the truck is called Mater. Mater? <laughs> no, not Goober. But it does look like a Goober. Mater? <laughs> yeah. We're named yeah. after like 
like forgotten driving enthusiast Steve Mater or something. <laughs> yeah. Who categorically did not direct Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> he did not direct <laughs> I really oh, want to see the world where the the makers of Pixar's cars were like we need to do an homage to Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, the world's most reviled film. (laughs) Instantly banned from production. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, jeez. Okay. This has got out of hand. Compared to this fucking goober mater situation, (laughs) this guy is, yeah, like a little, like, svelte. Like, he's got a look, you know? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Point two, he's always doing this weird little ahegao face. <laughs> What's a ahegao face? Ahegao face. Like the oh, ahegao... oh, this, oh, fuck's sake. This came up last episode, didn't it? And that's it's when I learned what that like was. three episodes in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, he's like a bit silly. He's like, you know, he's a bit down for everything. He's like, oh, I'm so sexy, you know? <laughs> I'm so sorry, gay people. You do sound like that. We sound like that. <laughs> and this like little car sounds like ago, that. ago, ten minutes ago, you were like, I don't want to perpetuate harmful stereotypes and you said it earnestly. Yeah, in my defence, <laughs> that was about neurodivergent people. <laughs> that wasn't about gay people. Yeah, it's a free-for-all on gay people if we do it. Yeah, for sure. I've been gay long enough to see some shit, man. Like, we, frankly, we're <laughs> getting away with too much. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not saying any of this pejoratively. I'm just saying... We are like that. This little car is like that. Mm-hmm. Like, this little car is the life of the fucking party. Definitely some, like, questionable love life decisions. But, like... <laughs> yes. He is, like, a sexy little guy. He's in his 20s. He's loving life. And you know what? Like, let him make those bad decisions, right? Like, one day he is going to be a big goober truck and, like, he can have his best life then. But for the moment, he's this flashy little hot rod thing and, frankly, just, like... Let her work it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was convinced before you even laid out your argument. I think it's quite yeah. unequivocal. You had more of a sense of who this fucking car was before I started <laughs> than I did. <laughs> I just sent you some uh, homoerotic cars merchandise that you can buy from Redbubble. Or, or, what medium? Show me. On WhatsApp. Oh... <laughs> You can buy some <laughs> toe, some stickers. Toe But you see what I mean? He's got the face. What, the, the little car? The little car. Both of them do. They look pretty sus right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're banging. They're banging. <laughs> oh, man. This guy is, like, such a power bottom. We're going to put this image <laughs> yep. on Twitter for context. Yep, 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 yep. If anyone wants to buy us a <laughs> Lightning McQueen and... T- Toe Marta were gay. Mater, Mater. I already, Mater. Just, I already told you what his name was. Well, Mater. What kind, what kind of her name is Mater? Because he mates? Like Lightning McQueen, he's fast like lightning and his favourite movie is 12 Years a Slave. But like, Toe, toe because he toes, but then what's Mater? Because he's like a mate? He's like mate, he's I, matey? I just, I honestly, A, couldn't tell you and B, don't care. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. I think that's a good sign that this section of Gaze of Future Past is done. <laughs> isn't isn't Mater like Latin for mother or something? That's shit? why I said Marta. Yeah. Oh, Marta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in yeah. Latin. I think in Latin the A is long. Mater. Yeah. So is the, wait, is the, is the truck, I've, we're going to need so many visual aids for this episode. We haven't <laughs> fucking seen cars. I think this bit should have ended at least five minutes ago, so. Is the truck a boy or a girl? <laughs> Why are you being binaristic about it? That's really true. Is the truck a boy, a girl, or transgender, or other? Or ally. Or ally. <laughs> <laughs> the truck is ally, and the car is gay. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm done with this, can you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> can you please... Tell me whether or not this fucking car is a twink. Oh, <laughs> yes. 100% twink certified. Amazing. Cool. 
Lightning <laughs> McQueen, you are our ally of the week. Let's never speak of this again. No, it was Gaze of Future Past. It was well, not. Ally of the week. <laughs> this is a this is a car crash, but um. Hey. hey. <laughs> Trainwreck would have been like a good other name for pronouns in bio. Trainwreck. Tra- <laughs> say that on television <laughs> okay that's enough cool okay let's move on hi there listeners and welcome to our regularly scheduled mid-episode pronouns in bio break if i sound unusually calm and solitary it's because Ree's not here right now because we've decided to record the break separately because we keep fucking it up when we try and run it during the episode recording. You might also notice that my voice sounds a little smoother, perhaps calmer, a little sexier than usual. And that is because using the Patreon money that you have so kindly given us, we have bought a few new recording treats. That's also the reason that some of Cleo's audio is quite shouty on this episode, because as in all other walks of life, Cleo is not very smart and took a few tries to get it right. Um, Also, she set her input volume to about eight times usual for this last recording, so that took a little fixing. But here are my beautiful dulcet tones, and if you'd like more of my beautiful dulcet tones, if you'd like to make them even smoother, if you'd like to bathe in them, to wallow in them, then you can do so for the low, low price of £3 by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pronounscast. That's patreon.com forward slash pronounscast. Every donation really does make a big difference to us. It's honestly enabled to carry on doing this long enough that we've had to seriously start thinking about how high we can count, and we owe that all to you. Thank you so much. Hi everybody, welcome to the first inaugural episode of Tranrec. Stone, <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> that's it's like it's a fractional distance away from a slur, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's so it's so close to being a slur. People, people who've been following us every month since the beginning are hanging on. Like, is this the one where they say a slur? <laughs> We're absolutely desperate for it by now. <laughs> oh, we've got it planned, but we'll never tell you. <laughs> oh jeez we wanted to talk some more about the fast and the furious mm-hmm. but specifically in terms of one of its main themes that has actually really entered mainstream discourse with the latest release a lot of you might have seen certain memes going around there's a meme going around like based i think like as a result of the most recent movie being released where Oh, we've done that thing again where we're trying to describe a meme in, like, the audio format. <laughs> it doesn't fucking work. This one's quite easy to describe. Well, God, you take it away then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> describe it. I suppose I should begin with the night of my birth. <laughs> There's a meme going round where Vin Diesel is inserted into situations in other movies giving a pep talk about family, so... He'll be taking the role of the person in Ladybird who tells her to give her mum a call. And then he'll be like, because family is the most important thing. I'm not, I'm not going to do my Vin Diesel impression anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's going to sound good on air. And if Vin Diesel ever listens to this podcast, I really want him to like me. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be like taking the role of Charlie in Twilight. We should definitely do that for a future episode. What just Charlie and Twilight generally? Just the whole episode oh, dedicated. Whole we could do like a whole a whole episode dedicated to like cinema dads. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Vince McMahon.jpg. Oh God, no. What? No, not as in Vince McMahon is like a cinema dad, as in like I'm oh, okay. the face he does in that meme image. Oh yeah, I was gonna say load level maximum. <laughs> and yeah, like Vin Diesel will be taking the role of Charlie and talking to Bella about family. 
We talked about the closeness and the intimacy of the bonds formed in the Fast and the Furious movies. What really underwrites those mm. isn't just like a sense of family, but a really vocal address of family. Like literally, yeah. they are constantly saying like the only <clears throat> thing worth more than a car or, or, or whatever is family or the only thing that matters is family every single but, movie the tension what, rests more than you know whatever terrorist du jour is trying to fuck things up on like a family rift that has precipitated and everyone is resolved with everyone mm-hmm. from the government handlers who got them into this mess to like the you know the light relief characters all having a barbecue together on someone's roof terrace yeah and crucially, when they say, like, nothing means more than family or nothing's more important than family, like, they, they explicitly don't mm, mean mm. your blood family. They explicitly mm. mean, like, your found family, right? That's what's so endearing about it. In the most recent movie, the, like, villain is Vin Diesel's brother, John Cena. Like, actual blood brother, John Cena, who's become, like, excommunicated from the family for one reason or another. And then right at the end of the movie, when they get to that, like, kind of obligatory cookout where everyone drinks Coronas and has a little kiss, there's, like, this, like, moment where you're like, will John Cena's character be there? Like, because he has kind of undergone this, like, redemption arc. And it's, and then, and then, yeah, and then he is, like, accepted into the family right at the very end and turns up for the cookout, like, despite being technically family Mm. already, like, he wasn't family family, you know? Yeah. He had to prove that he was loyal and prove that he had his heart in the right place and that his values in the right place for him to actually become a part of, of the Furious family. The progression of the Fast and the Furious films has really lent itself to that sense of a naturally developing found family. Mm-hmm. You know, like, r- real talk, perhaps too real for the whiplash of 12 <laughs> Years a Slave director Lightning McQueen. But, like, you, you are, like, my most important family member. You know, you know, Aww. like, and that's something that happened because we found each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's something that is as much part, it's almost equally weighted between the vicissitudes of chance and the, a combination of shared qualities and shared challenges and shared affections that have brought us together. Mm-hmm. And the same circumstances is what brings together the group of people in the Fast and the Furious franchise you know, even at the start, there's this complicated interpolation of blood relations and found relations when Chris Walker has a dalliance with Vin Diesel's sister. I can't remember who plays her. And then, you know, as the franchise progresses, as you mentioned, you know, sadly, Paul Walker died. Other people leave the franchise and then come back or like heel turn and then face turn again. New characters are added. Old ones are rethought. I think there might even be some amnesia subplots. Oh, yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah, partially this is all, like, high drama telenovela stuff, and I love it. But also what it does is, like, (laughs) simulate the events that bring a group of people together with these bonds that, like, outstrip the bonds of blood. Mm -hmm. I wonder why that's why it's such a good gay movie, even more so than the idea that that it's homoerotic. Mm. You know, it is, but there are lots of things that are homoerotic. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does just have this incredibly beautiful sentiment underwriting it. Yeah, I think it's like one of the best depictions of found family, like in popular movies at all. Like, mm. I think it's genuinely really, really heartfelt. And like, yeah, it, that's it. Like, that's the grain that I think keeps people going back for more Fast and Furious is that it's like sincere in its, in its like warmth, I guess. Yeah, it would be so easy. So many action movies have like, a sexy ending or a stinger ending or or something and it's this commitment to always going back to that place of like domestic warmth <laughs> yeah that's it like they don't end it on like a shock or a cliffhanger or a death at the end of the world there'll always be a family cookout and everyone's invited, yeah you know? exactly yeah i think i'm really endeared to the fact that it's food as well that it's not that they're, like, back at the races where they always start, but yeah. that they're, like, sitting down to eat. It really warms my heart. It really appeals to the spirit of domesticity in me. Lou was telling me that somewhere in the middle, Bud Light 
was sponsoring the film instead of Corona and they had to like sit around drinking Bud instead. And I was just like, oh, that ruins it a little bit. I'm glad that Corona Corona got the license back and like it just makes sense that it's Corona. It somehow does, yeah. Yeah, it does. Bud's not quite the same. It's also just a worse beer, right? <laughs> yeah, Corona really is just like the beer of sitting outside <laughs> with your family. In the sun, right? Like it's a hot day. It's the birds, the barbecue's going. There's like a bucket of ice and there's some like sweating Coronas just like yeah. sitting there deliciously and delightfully. God, I really want a fucking Corona now. Oh, I could go for a Corona oh, so badly. Should we get some Coronas and go to the park after this? Oh, oh. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. We'll put a little picture up on Twitter of proof that we went and got our, our Fast and Furious sponsored Coronas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Corona, la cerveza mejor. If you're out there listening to this, then slide us the dollar because we can yeah. do this for days. We will sponsor you. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll sponsor them. Oh, wait, no, they will sponsor us. We will give you our money. <laughs> Corona, you're doing such a good job. We just really want to know how we can, like, contribute. <laughs> We've got, like, £30 of, of Patreon dollar. If that can help you make more beers, then yeah. we'll do yeah, anything. We'll do it. <laughs> Please contribute to Corona's GoFundMe. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, didn't they take like a really big hit in sales at like the beginning of last year because they were like called Corona and it was unfortunately oh, an unfortunate yeah. title. Well, one of the last um, real photos of me, you know, you're like last, this whole thing with your last real photo before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Is of me walking to your house with a box of Corona on my head. Let's capture that. Capture that again today. Yeah, it was the last time I went inside your house for the whole lockdown period. Mm. And in a way, that's exactly the same as the end of the Fast and Furious movies. It was like the end point of a golden era of freedom marked by a crate of Corona shared between found family. Yes. In many ways, the cars represent <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. And the race is the race for vaccination. Mm -hmm. and, and in many ways, I am Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and you are Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is true, though. <laughs> I was going to make another shitty bit about lightning, whatever his name is. But actually, that's just really true. <laughs> I just want to raise Paul Walker's child with you. <laughs> the next part of our show is the Ally of the Week. This is the part of the show where we look to the recent headlines to find someone who has made a stellar display of allyship and bring them into the public eye through our humble little podcast. Ree, could you tell us about this month's Ally of the Week? This month's Ally of the Week, and I'm so excited to just say these words, is the tiny gay football car from the Euros. <laughs> I can't believe that we're talking about the Euros on this podcast, but like, if you haven't seen it, just Google tiny gay car football and you'll see what we mean. I'm going to do that right now just because I want to look at it again. Yeah, it's so nice. So, it's so nice. While football fever was gripping the nation, I know that we have actually quite a few international listeners, which is super cool. We have this funny heat map that shows us where people are tuning in from. So big ups to our solitary listener in Cambodia. You are doing God's work. We love you. We love you. <laughs> For people outside the UK, we got to the semi-finals, no, the finals, the finals of the European Cup. People in England love that shit. A, a mm. lot of people in England love that shit in like a super racist, destructive way. In a bad way, yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but to be honest, the football team are dead good. They're good little guys. They know that the spectre of communism lies over Europe. And they're preaching the truth. Mm -hmm. 
And because of this, I mean, I only watched the final, but they have this this fabulous little car and it brings the ball on. It's like a tiny, a tiny car that holds the ball. Mm. <laughs> Who thought of that? I mean, obviously, like the Volkswagen, presumably, because it's like a great advertisement for their cars. But, I guess but so. that aside. I just assumed that Gareth Southgate, his friendly, <laughs> like, his just like friendly face. Mm. went up to I was going to say like his friendly dad face and then was like actually Gareth Southgate probably isn't old enough to be my dad I have no idea how old he is just a good guy with a good face if you want to google Gareth Southgate listeners then you've got a good (laughs) afternoon ahead of you (laughs) I I just assumed that he went up to the head of football (laughs) the head of football yeah yeah and was like look mate gay representation (laughs) is really bad in football like, no gay players feel safe to come out. Can we put a little gay car in <laughs> In football? the football. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. And now, yeah. The one thing I will say is I wish there was more of it. Yeah, I think it would have been really cool if, like, at halftime, the tiny gay car got to do, like, little wheelies and, like, little donuts on the pitch. Yeah. Oh, my God, little donuts. Yeah. Or if there was just, like, maybe there's a button that the goalie can push. <laughs> And it then the team gets the little car on their side for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It like comes out of a little hole and drives yeah. around the pit. Or like, yeah, if, if the other team commit like a foul, like a hate crime, then the little <laughs> tiny gay car can come on and like fight for the affected side for five minutes. <laughs> I love a foul like a hate crime. <laughs> yeah, the same thing in football, right? Oh dear. I did actually... <laughs> It was a lot nastier than I thought it would be. Not because of hate crime, although I'm sure that if you could actually hear what was going on in the England stand, there'll be plenty of it. Oh, God, a hateful yeah. little country. Yeah, but we really are. Just, like, grabbing each other's shirts and all sorts. And I was just like, come on, boys. You're, like, all so good looking. Please just... Like, a little bit of jostling is fine. That's all part of the attraction. But don't push each other over, you know? I agree. I, and I think that I actually felt, like my most English in that moment because I also only watched the final I didn't watch any of the mm. any of the rest of it where I was just like shouting at the Italian team and I was just yeah. like why are they being so violent <laughs> leave the boys alone <laughs> I was really torn because on the one hand the Italians were like I mean I was maybe slightly steered by the fact that we had the English commentary where every time the Italians did a foul they'd be like that is not football and every time the English did a foul they'd be like well You can't blame them. (laughs) Yeah, on the one hand, the Italians, I think, were playing a dirtier game. They were. On the other, you didn't see the English guys praying on the halfway line. And, like, Mm. no wonder we always fucking lose on penalties. We always feel the godless team. Yeah, God is not on our side. God is not on our side. But with good reason. I don't blame God for this one, to be honest. No, God does not favour the English, and that's for good reason. Exactly. But God does favour the tiny gay car. Oh, God, 100%, yes. That's, that is God's creation. The pecking order from lowest to highest goes like England, <laughs> non-Catholic countries, Catholic countries, tiny gay car. Tiny gay car, yeah. 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 <laughs> so thank you, tiny gay car, for making football gay. It may not be coming home for England, but it certainly is coming home for the queers. Yeah. You are our ally of the week. Is coming home gayer than it went out. <laughs> it's not coming home, it's coming out. Yeah, shit. That's good, that's good. I like that one. We got there in the end. We got there in the end. The joke was there. <laughs> There's been a lot of discourse back and forth about whether or not the Fast and the Furious movies are gay. Mm-hmm. Something I think actually genuinely like a little bit hurtful. Like there's loads of people who keep speculating about Vin Diesel's sexuality mm. long after his response has been, I'm a private guy and I don't talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you still get people being like, well, he's married to a woman with a bunch of kids and other people being like, Vin Diesel hits back at gay accusations. Mm. You just want to be like, leave the guy alone. Leave like, him not alone. everybody is yeah. obliged to talk about their sexuality because I, yeah i was reading articles about like people's takes on the movies and like that came up as well and like one writer was just like oh you know it crushed gay people's dreams when it turned out he was married with four kids and i was like 
being married before kids does not preclude you from being gay. <laughs> yeah. But also equally, we like we shouldn't, outside of like little crushes, we shouldn't stake our identities on like... Yeah, on celebrity sexual identity, no. Yeah, or like the expectation, <laughs> the, the sexual identities that we, however right-headedly or wrong-headedly interpret in their films that they mm. should then perform those for us you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like a whole generation of gay people watched twilight saw chris and stewart come out and were like well this is how it works now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think the more interesting question than is fast and the furious gay is are there any other movies any other driving movies that is that are gay in the same way Mm. Because I think that's a lot harder. I think that actually the the argument for The Fast and the Furious being an LGBT movie, more so than like its homoerotic or its messages of found family, which are really strong, is that there aren't any other movies like it that are gay. Is it that like, because there is a complete absence of like gay driving movies that we find what we want to see in Fast and the Furious because there's nothing better? I think so. I think that's part of it. I do really, mm. I do think the family thing is a really genuine issue. So the movie Drive, for instance, has a family element where one of the things that draws Ryan Gosling into this underbelly of violence is the desire to protect Kerry Mulligan and her son. But it's not done in a particularly warm, intimate way like it's kind of cool it's kind of sexy and i'm not suggesting that like i think there's a tendency with movies like drive for people to be like Ugh, could men just watch a new movie you know joker <laughs> am i right and and it's just a bit like this very tepid analysis like i'm not suggesting that it's completely devoid of heart and it's just about macho studs who get the girl but it doesn't have the same joyous celebration of what family means like at the end of the day it feels like the relationship is kind of party to this very violent world mm-hmm. whereas the fast and the furious has somehow managed to spin it such that like this cartoonish level of violence is happening but it's all in the name of protecting the people you love mm-hmm. it never becomes more important than that i don't know what do you think i like haven't seen drive <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of the oh, movies that you've mentioned I wish I'd known on that. this podcast, except for Cars, which you have not seen. <laughs> <laughs> so all podcast in all, we've done a really good job this time. This was we? such a good idea when we came up with it. <laughs> also, like, I've seen me- Fast and Furious 9 and you've seen 1 to 8. <laughs> I'm trying to do a mental list because like, a lot of the movies that are sort of about driving are things like The Transporter, which are like, very macho. They've got the same kind of cast. Like that one's Jason Statham, I think. I haven't seen it. There's also like, I guess not really a driving movie. I think there's like a category of like queer, like travel movies where like stuff happens normally in like cars and buses, but it's more, it's not really about the vehicles. It's more about like the journey itself, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I feel like movies about the journey are different to Fast and the Furious. Yes, because Fast and Furious isn't really about the journey. It's like the journey's already happened in a way, certainly Mm. in nine anyway. The journey has happened, the family has been established. It's more like now we have to team up and stop evil Elon Musk from taking over the world. And then at the end there's a cookout. (laughs) And also there's always cars. In the queer travel movie, the physical journey of the, the vehicle and the people within it is a metaphor for the journey of the soul or, mm-hmm. or the journey of the, the self or whatever. Itumama Tambien is a queer travel movie, but it's definitely not The Fast and the Furious. Do you think it's just that The Fast and the Furious like resists allegory? <laughs> the like... Yeah. Well, it's, su- it's all super text, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there are no metaphors in The Fast and the yeah. Furious <laughs> at all. The cars don't stand for anything. They are. They just are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's got this like dazzling array of different settings that only grows more confusing as (laughs) the franchise goes on. You go to Cuba or London or space for that matter, Mm -hmm. or the bottom of the sea. None of it really 
clarifies a sense of direction in the movie besides no. giving you a new setting for the cars to race around. Yeah, Because yes. the real journey is the one that is going on in the relationships of the people. Like, yeah, there's ab- absolutely no subtext whatsoever. There's no, like, actual place that the cars drive to or from. They just, they mm. just are. <sighs> They're just there. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the cars are just there. They're just there. Yeah. In the moment. <laughs> Vibing. Live, laugh, loving in the moment. They are. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I've complained on this podcast before about how I fucking hate metaphor. I hate mm. me- it's, I think it's for cowards. And the Fast and the Furious has just been like, yeah. It's been there all along, yeah. It's been there all along. Yeah, queer cinema, get your shit together. <laughs> Oh, the road trip actually told me something about myself to get, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I want to see some fucking speedsters tearing around Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is also the case for possibly the one other queer driving movie I can think of, which uh, is Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was made by the Rachowskis, so it kind of has to be a queer movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a trans movie by association, by production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's another tenuous one for discussion on the podcast because I've seen all of it and you've seen about eight minutes of it (laughs) non-consecutively. Yeah. But it's also a movie that is completely devoid of subtext. I think the Wachowskis are generally quite good at that, where like, it's the same with Sensei, right? That like, it's, there isn't any (laughs) subtext, it's all just in the text. (laughs) Oh my god. Sensei, the TV show where they actually had like a really good opportunity to use a group of people who are psychically connected as a metaphor for like the alternative avenues of intimacy that queerness provides and also decided to show them all fucking constantly. (laughs) It also ends in one big orgy. Yeah, (laughs) Wachowski's just looking at their script like, do you think people will get this is about fucking if we don't put fucking in? Because, yeah, I honestly can't imagine that Speed Racer... I, it's, it's based on an anime, which I've not seen because I find the whole medium hateful. <laughs> but I honestly can't imagine that Speed Racer is about anything other than being the Speed Racer. And also, like, I bet it's about love. Is it about love? There's some bits where he has some visions of his dad, I think. I gotta say, even though I watched all of the minutes of this movie consecutively... I was quite sleepy. I don't think it was a, a great one to bring up, seeing as like neither of us have a firm grasp of what actually happens. If that was the rule for pronouns in bio, we would <laughs> never talk about anything. We would have no content whatsoever. We have the most tenuous grasp of any podcasters <laughs> anywhere, and it hasn't stopped us once. <sighs> I think that's fair enough to say that either there are no other driving movies that are queer in the way that Fast and the Furious is unabashedly queer or we just don't know and are stupid and of the two i think i know what's more likely it is 100 percent the second one <laughs> no, it's 100 percent the second to... one i'm sorry oh. it is <laughs> because i don't think the fast and furious movies are unabashedly queer I think they're pretty unabashed. I don't think there's much bashedness. Yeah, I think they're bashedly queer. Bashedly? <laughs> Not that they bash the queers, but they are bashedly queer. <laughs> the Fast and <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious are queer bashing. <laughs> the promo posters for Fast and Furious 9 had each of the like family, furious family characters in front of cars with like rainbow smoke going off behind them. How bashed is that? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like it was pretty... pretty it was like really it was pretty gay. Exactly. <laughs> Should we wrap up? Yeah, I think so. It'd be a kindness to everybody at this point if we wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good episode, you know. I think this has got laughs. <laughs> I think sometimes what feels like a struggle to us is actually mm. better for the listeners. Mm. Our pain, their gain. Yeah. DM us. We've been getting some great DMs on Twitter lately. That's at PronounceCast. And we do love to hear from you. So let us know after this episode, would you rather hear us 
fucking struggling through something we know nothing about <laughs> or making an actual podcast making an uh, actual let, point yeah let us know in the comments <laughs> on which that is actually all we've got time for today patreon subscribers we've got some bonus content coming your way so keep an eye out for that. It'll be at patreon.com forward slash pronounscast where anyone can get access to it for the low, low price of £3. Thank you so much for strapping into the driver's seat with us today, listeners. It has been an absolute trip, but as Vin Diesel would tell you, it's not about the journey. It's, it's about, about the cars. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> And the and the cars. And the cars. And the cars. <laughs> Remember to put those pronouns the, in the, the fucking pronouns cars. The pronouns in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy a car and put your pronouns in it. Buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a car and put your pronouns in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Also, to all of my queer friends out there who I've just, like, spent an hour and a half saying that you can't drive and you shouldn't drive, please continue to drive when I ask for a lift. (laughs) I do need lift places because I cannot actually drive. (laughs) Just doing a little self-serving little worm tongue moment there where I could see me sewing fuck yeah me reaping hell no (laughs) (laughs) amazing